You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Today, I want to talk about igniting the fire within. And the first thing I want to talk is 1 Kings 19, 1 through 5. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also, how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also. If I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he rose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came across and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. That's 1 Kings 19, 1 through 5. So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you despite the trials and tribulations and, and despite things that are trying to just knock us down. Father God, you're a God of strength. You're a God of restore. And you're a God who wants to see the best in your children. So we thank you so much. And Lord, I just pray for myself that whatever sermon you have for me, that you just speak through me. May it not be my voice, but may it be your voice. May it touch and impact and restore lives and give hope and true love. So thank you so much in Jesus name. Awesome, so excited. All right, so check this out. We are seeing here Elijah. And let me give you a little backstory about what just happened before he started to run away from Jezebel when Ahab was like, well, yo, baby, let me tell you something. I want to tell you that, you know, this Elijah dude, this prophet from another God, he killed all our prophets, the prophets of Baal. And not only that, but he showed off. And pretty much what, how Elijah showed off, how God showed off through Elijah is that he said, let me tell you something. My God is better than your God. Why don't you go over there and sacrifice your bull on the altar and I'll sacrifice my bull on the altar. And let's see which God will consume the altar, um, the sacrifice. And so then all these prophets of Baal are like, you know, chanting, you know, cutting themselves at the altar, doing whatever they got to do to, for that ritual to bring down their God. And they're just doing this for hours and hours and hours and no word. And all of a sudden, the God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and the Son of God, who is Jesus, comes down and that God comes and consumes the God that Elijah serves absolutely consumes the sacrifice, shows up and shows off. And that's the amazing thing about the God that we serve is he does things like that all the time in our lives. And so here he is. All of a sudden, Jezebel hears the news and she's like, oh, hell no, you did not just tell me that. So she's like, 
Elijah. Send word to Elijah. I'm going to get him for what he has done. Oh, you did not mess with me. Oh, you messed with the wrong person. That's what she thought. And you know what? When Elijah got that word, he, he grew fearful. And I don't know about you, but have you ever had a time where you were just filled with faith? I mean, you were just so passionate, filled with faith. You were telling everything, everyone about Jesus. You were telling, you were laying hands on people. You were prophesying over people. You were doing things, signs, wonders, and miracles. And you just had so much faith going on. And all of a sudden, whew, you just lost that faith. It's like, what happened? <laughs> you had all that faith, but now it's you get asked, hey, can you preach? Can you serve my people in homeless? Can you do this? And you're like, oh, mm. <laughs> and then we just wonder where our faith just instantly went away. You know, definitely Elijah could be someone that we can relate to at this moment because beforehand, God was working through him in powerful ways. And then once he gets a word, once he gets that one word that was spoken, fear instantly came up and he ran away. And he ran so far because he was like, I don't want to deal with Jezebel. I don't want to deal with what she has for me. And he forgot at that moment the God that he serves. I don't know about you, but I think we've all been there at some point in our life where sometimes we're filled with so much faith and we forgot. But the great news is, is that God didn't forget about you. And he has not given up on you. Ah, that's the great thing about God. And so... We see here that, you know, what happens when we feel like faith has been stolen away from us, when we just feel like it's ripped out. Um, in times where I've just been at my lowest, when I felt how hopeless I was, um, every time I really felt like what Elijah did in 1 Kings 19.4. And what he did was, it says, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed. See, Elijah prayed. That's what he did. That he might not die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. And so we see here that Elijah is in despair. And he's at the breaking point. He wants to give up. And he is, he's tired. I mean, he did all these signs, wonders, and miracles. He did so much for the Lord. But one word just took his faith, just took him down. And now he's tired. And you know, the important thing about prayer is that it's so powerful because it's the very thing that fills us up. See, if we have an empty cup and uh, how does it get full? Well, we fill it up. And I think that's important what we fill it up with. Are we filling it up with negativity? Are we filling it up with gossip? Are we filling it up with judgment? Are we filling up with unforgiveness and bitterness? Because see, what ever we fill that cup up it's going to overflow and it's going to increase in our lives but we could dilute it whatever we're filling up and say you know what i'm going to fill my cup with strength i'm going to fill my cup with faith i'm going to fill my cup with worship and praise with positivity with joy and happiness and so see that's a good thing about how amazing prayer is is that you know when we feel like we're in circumstance where our cup is filled with just so much ugliness then we can start pouring a new substance in and it dilutes the ugliness. And as we pray and say, God, I need your help. I need your strength. I feel weak. I trust in you that you're my God who will give me strength. I know that 
I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I know that you are a God who will take care of me. I, and you just start speaking into your cup and you start praising and you, and you start just worshiping God and, and you take that cup with prayer and you fill it up with good things. Overflowing of good things will happen. But for that to happen, it takes that communion. It takes that time. It takes that desire and prayer to be with God. And you know what? Sometimes we pray things that aren't really good for us. And we can see right here, Elijah is saying, God, I'm tired, now kill me. <laughs> it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life. That's what he says here. <laughs> and so, you know, even though God hears our prayers, he's such a good God at the same time. Because God will never answer your prayers that is not good for you. <laughs> And so it says in Matthew 7, 9 through 11, God says, Or what a man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, by being evil, now how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? So it's pretty much saying in Matthew 7, 9 through 11, hey, ask me, just ask God anything. But if it's if you're asking him something that ain't good for you, he doesn't want to give it to you because he's such a good God. He, you don't give your child when, you know, if he's, if pretty much he's saying, if your child, your daughter, a sudden says, hey, mom, dad, can I have some bread? Can I have some candy? And then you're like, let me just give you a stone. How's that? You know you ain't gonna give him a stone or her a stone. If your child says, mom, dad, can I get a fish? You're like, you, okay, you want a fish? You want a steak? Here, this this snake, oh, I, I think it wrecked. It can take his head and wreck me and gobble you all over that, all, all over your head. You know you would not do that. You would not give your son or daughter something that would be harmful. And so same thing with God. Sometimes we pray for things and God is like, nah, 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 nah. hold up, hold up, nah. I know you were asking that, but I got something better for you. And so that's how great God is. And so I want to remind you that prayer is so powerful. And sometimes when you feel like, God, you're not answering me. Well, yes, God is answering you. And he says he has better plans for them than some of the things that we've been asking for. Can someone say an amen to that? Because I know there's been times in my life that I've been praying for God for some things and he didn't answer. And I'm grateful for today that he did not answer those prayers because what I knew it back then and what I knew now, it's like, whoo, God, you are good. Thank you so much because you look after me, even though sometimes I don't know what I really want. And that's the goodness of God. And see, here's the thing. There's so much power in prayer because even in our darkest moments, even the, in the depths of where we just feel like giving up, where we feel hopeless, if we spend time with God, when we really spend time with God, that's when God begins to transform us. That's when God begins to work within us. That's begin when God begins to equip us. Now check this out, 1 Kings 19, 5 through 7, it says, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coils and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. Wow, wow. So 
<laughs> Elijah was like, God, kill me. And God's like, no, I'm going to send you an angel to wake you up and I'm going to spoil you with some food. <laughs> That's how good God was. God knew Elijah was tired. He was like, you just grumpy because you, you hungry. <laughs> That's what was really going on, and God knew. So he was like, all right, I know you got your stomach pains. I know you're complaining. I know, but I know what you really are. You just hangry. That's what you are. Let me just fix your hangriness, and let me give you some good, yummy food prepped by some angel. <laughs> and so he not only, God doesn't even just do that one time. He does that two times. And then, so God is just beginning to, to restore Elijah. God is beginning to just equip Elijah. Because after that, God's like, all right, get up. Back to work. <laughs> See, we can't do anything apart from God. That's so true. We cannot do anything apart from God because it is through God's strength that gives us the power to do the things that he's called us to do. And the things that he has for you is so big. It's so amazing. It's so enormous that when you have a relationship with God and he just begins to speak to you and you're like, God, uh, that I don't think I could do that. And God's saying, yes, I can because it's not through your strength that you can do it, but it's through my strength. And with my strength, you can do anything. And he wouldn't give you something. He wouldn't give you a vision for something that he believed that you couldn't do because he's a good God. He's a God who likes to show up and show off. He wants to see you do the things that people thought would have been impossible and make it possible because that's the kind of God that we serve. And so that is so amazing. So we cannot do anything apart from God. And how do we get to a place like that? We get to a place like that when we understand that perfect love cast out fear. You know, a lot of times we forget how much God loves us. But when we understand how much God loves us, that's when we know who we are in Christ. And that's when we know that you're like, oh, God, I can walk in faith. I can walk in confidence because I know I'm a child of God. I know that you'll protect me. I may not be perfect, but I know you'll, that when I start to go to the left and when I start to go to the right, you'll keep pushing me to go to that straight, narrow path to where you called me. And I might turn a little bit. You'll push me to keep going forward because that's how God is. He will never stop running after you. He'll never stop chasing you. He's always there. That understanding and that just confidence that God loves you, then you know that God is love and that love, perfect love casts out fear. So then you can walk in faith. You can walk in confidence. You can walk knowing that you serve a God who's going to protect you. And that's the amazing thing about serving Jesus. See, walking in that type of confidence, you can go a long way. And it's acknowledging where, how to get there. And, and you know, I've heard some people say they would look in the mirror and they would say, I'm loved by God. And they say it three times. I'm loved by God. I'm loved by God. I know for me, it's just me finding the gratitudes every single day. Every day I write down five things I'm grateful for. And I always acknowledge, wow, today this is, these are five things that happened in my life. These are five miracles. These are five breakthroughs because God did it in my life today. And every day I can witness the things that he's done and I write them every single day. And I'm just reminded every time I write them down. Thank you. 
thank you, Jesus, that you love me so much, that these are just five things that I just acknowledge. And I know there's so much more that I probably missed out, but just knowing that I saw those five, it just reminds me of the love that God has for me. And not only me, but for everyone. Just being so lavish in his love, is, the love is really what transforms us, that brings healing to our hearts. And it's so amazing. And so here's the thing, when we can walk in that type of love, if we can walk in that type of confidence, then we know that we will begin to walk in strength. See, in 1 Kings 19, 14, it says, and he said, he is as it being Elijah. I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. And so I really feel like despite the despair that Elijah was going through, and I can't even imagine what he had to go through, but he was stood confident and I'm, I'm zealous for you. I love you, Lord. That despite everything around me, despite the circumstances trying to bring me down, despite everything, God, I still love you. I still love you. Even though Elijah ran away and forgot his faith, it's just like that love, the love of God just never left him nor forsaken him. And he, he was just reminded, God, I still love you despite the circumstance, but I'm, I can now arise in confidence knowing that I serve the almighty God. And here he goes and he goes on his journey. It's so powerful. See, prayer is a very thing that connects you to be equipped, that reminds you the strength you have in Christ. So it's important that we start out with prayer. And also I want to remind you that we might be in a season where we might feel like that we're worried about our past failures that may have stolen our faith away because sometimes we might fail and we might just want to give up instantly or something was spoken into our life like Jezebel spoke to Elijah and it instantly was just crippled us down or I don't know what circumstance had happened. But you know what? I want to remind you that despite whatever failures happened in the past, just know that if you don't succeed the first time, it's normal. Everyone goes through failure. Not everyone succeeds the first time. That's so normal. That doesn't take you out of the box. That puts you in the normal box. <laughs> oh man. And if we deal with past mistakes of like, maybe guilt that has tried to bring us down, that tried to steal our self away. I want you to, I want to remind you that guilt is the vessel that we tell ourselves that. I feel like guilt is something that we feel like we tell ourselves, this is how I'm gonna punish me for my wrongdoing. But why do we need to do that? Jesus already paid the, paid the price on the cross for our sins. So why do we live in guilt? So get rid of that guilt, get rid of all that yuckiness because you don't have to live in guilt anymore because guilt just brings us down. Whatever failures, whatever things in the past, let them go, let them go. See, God wants to reignite that passion that someone might have stole from you, that a circumstance might have stole from you, or even something you told yourself, or even the enemy tried to tell you and try to steal that away from you. But I feel like God is saying, I'm ready to ignite that passion back inside of you. See, I feel like God hasn't forgotten you. 
He has not forgotten you. And he's ready to ignite something big and powerful in your life. And I love this verse where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope in a future. And it's God saying, you know what? I haven't forgotten you. I have great plans for your future. <laughs> I have great plans for your future. And I laugh and I giggle because I so believe it's so true for everyone. And sometimes it makes me sad that not everyone knows. But it's so true. And you have the opportunity to know that it's true if you accept Jesus Christ into your life. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your life, right now is the time. And if you're like, God, I want to know you intimately because I want to know that you have something bigger and better for my life because I'm in a season of my life where I feel like that maybe I forgot you or maybe I never knew you, but I want to know you. I want to know this God that, you know, Angela's talking about, that the Bible, this God named Jesus. I want to know this. If that's you right now, I want you to repeat after me. Father God, I accept you into my heart. I accept you into my heart and I receive you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And I declare, heaven is my home. In Jesus' name. And secondly, if you feel right now that you, you already believe in Christ, but you feel like, God, I need to be ignited. There were things in the past that tried to take, that stole my faith away. And now I need you to reignite my passion, my faith. If that's you, I need you to lift your hands up right now. And I'm going to pray. So Father God, every person out there that feels like that their faith has just been gone and they just, they're, you're, they want you more again. They need that fire back into their spirit. So Father God, I just pray right now that through this computer, that through the sound of my voice, that right now in the name of Jesus, that ignition of faith will begin to rise up, that passion will begin to rise up, that the love of God will just begin to come down and just fill their hearts again. So Father God, thank you for your goodness. And I just declare in Jesus' name, a restoration of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.